What's going on, everybody? Um, welcome to episode two of Parents and Professors uh, with the Triple C's, your favorite Triple C's, colleagues, collaborators, and co-parents. Um, me, Dr. Michael Stephen Williams, and... Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Marjorie Dorme Williams. Um, and so today, we decided just based on a couple of different stories that we've been seeing that it's important right now that we talk a little bit about what exactly faculty members do. So tenure is under attack, as it usually is. <laughs> and right now, um, there's legislation in Kansas, there's legislation in Iowa, um, where essentially for financial exigency reasons and some additional reasons, which we're going to get into um, a little bit deeper as we move forward, lawmakers are changing the rules. Trying. Well, they're trying to change the rules. And, you know, the, normally, I mean, I guess I care. Um, I think political participation has definitely been on an uptick for a lot of people who realize that it's not okay for us to sit on the sidelines. It's not okay for us not to know what's going on and pay close attention on a regular basis to not just what is going on in the national political scene, but probably even more importantly, our local political scene. And so because we're at the University of Missouri, Iowa and Kansas are neighboring states, it's not difficult to imagine something like this, given our senators and some of the people that are in charge here. It might be contagious. Yeah, yeah, it might. We might get those germs on us. Um, and so we wanted to focus not only on that and the stories, but talk a little bit about what it is to be a faculty member, what it is to to move in this type of space and why academic freedom is something worth protecting yeah. um, and why tenure is something worth protecting. Um, so with that, I feel like Marjorie actually is the one that had most of the bars for this one. So I'm going to tee it up and <laughs> kind of move to you. So bars. where where do you want to start? Well, I think the... I think the, the context, right, like we were talking about for understanding why this matters and why getting people to understand what faculty members do matters are stories like these, right, where it's really clear that even the people who are supposed to work with our, you know, leaders, our presidents, our provosts, our deans, um, the leaders who are in these higher education spaces, their job is to communicate with legislators, right, their job is to communicate with the board, and clearly we're doing a a bad job or the people who are in charge really just don't understand why the work of faculty matters, why well, tenure matters. Say a little bit more about why you feel that way. So like yeah. what, what evidences are you using to kind of form that opinion? I mean, so I think the the canvas, canvas, <laughs> I came from teaching today. Somebody's been teaching. <laughs> the Kansas situation. Remotely. <laughs> is one where I, their own board, right? So the, the job of a board is supposed to be to look out for the best interest of the institution, to think about its um, financial well-being is only one aspect of that job. It's also to think about all of the stakeholders, which includes students, faculty, staff, um, right across all levels, not just um, alumni or donors or, um, politicians in this case. And so their own board um, basically gave them a day's notice and then voted on um, a change in the rules around, like Michael, Dr. Williams said, um, financial agency. And so basically what they said is, hey, COVID has been really hard. Finances are a little shaky. And now we're proposing a rule that says you can fire anyone as long as you can sort of give a reason for it including tenured faculty. 
this rule also <laughs> made it so that they didn't have to follow policies and procedures that were already in place. So you have a whole system and a whole structure around employment for faculty and staff. And now the board is like, you know what? That's too much work and that's too hard. And we don't wanna to have to justify firing and getting rid of people when we feel like it. So are you saying that it's a problem if people change the rules of the game while you're playing it? I mean, I think, I think it's more than that, but yes, that's a part of it. So what's the more? So there are rules in place, right? There are rules and policies in place at every institution around financial agency. And so this is for, for those who don't know, right, or listening, basically it's if a school is having significant budgetary issues, right? So um, often schools that are on the verge of closing or have seen significant decreases in enrollment will face this issue that we can't afford to pay everyone, right? Like we are in financial um, distress. The system in Kansas is not in financial distress, not to the point where they just need to lay off everyone at a whim. Based on who? You all up in their pockets? Financial agency is, it's it's an extreme case, right? It's when you are at the end of your rope. But financial exigency as a cover for assaults on university freedom to pay who they want to pay and employ who they want to employ, that's not new, right? No, it's not new, but it also doesn't make it okay, right? Like th this is still an issue. Um, on top of which I think even how they went about this whole process is problematic, right? When you send something to people the day before a meeting, something as significant as this, it's intentional because you don't want people to see it and have time to respond or complain. Oh, that just sounds like the Trump news cycle. <laughs> We've witnessed this firsthand for four years, no? Last minute and then just do it. And then it's too late. Like I signed this executive order on Friday at 4.35 p.m. <laughs> but it's announced on Monday at 9 a.m. Right, like that, that's, that's not okay. And so to think about the fact that in addition to this, most of the universities are like, no, thank you. We, we, we have no intention of using this rule or policy. We're gonna act like it doesn't even exist. So what was the purpose of that? I mean, I think that sounds good in practice, but because we're very aware of a lot of the entrenched inconsistencies in higher education to begin with the institutions that are saying that who are they protecting like to me it's this is a different way if we're going to say that we're for this then we're with it and we're going with the flow of the political climate and we care about colleges providing for the workforce because really the entire financial exigency issue oftentimes is couched in these like larger neoliberal frameworks where everything is about everything about colleges whether or not you can enter the economy which is not what colleges created or intended for but fine yeah and so but it doesn't mean that that's not something that people are thinking about and it doesn't yeah. mean that that's not something and and it's colleges, important it is important that it, is an outcome yeah i mean we're part of our own downfall in some ways though so if you come to a college or university especially one that has a little bit of money, any kind of flagship institution, any mm -hmm. of the privates, anything that you would know the name of that college without living in the local area. There's a lot of investment in the brand and there are price hikes that are ambitious, bordering on ridiculous. And the public mission at a lot of these institutions is not being served. Yes, 
and I'm, I'm glad you brought up price because I think that ties into this. At the same time that this, in this case, it's the board, but sometimes it's the state or, you know, other local leaders. I just went up on my price. Are bemoaning the fact that oh, college oh, I see what you did there. No, I see tuition what you did there. keeps increasing. Well, yeah, Kansas State's universities are facing a 5% budget cut after I'm sure consecutive budget cuts for the last like 15 years. So if you are taking away money that institutions need to function, it has to come from somewhere else. While also asking faculty to do more research, to teach more classes, to be more available, to meet the needs of students academically, personally, socially, professionally, to be mentors. Like where, how does that happen with no investment? Are you saying that faculty get abused? <gasps> or <laughs> gas? Are you, is it a faculty workload thing? Is it so- Clutching I, my pearls. Yeah, but like, I do think that there's something to be said about how that can sound if you're not careful, right? So I'm happy being, to share my Outlook calendar with anyone who has specific questions by what I mean. Yeah, but like being a being a faculty member is a privilege. You know? And so we we give, absolutely we give back in we get back in flexibility what we give away in just the vast variety of things that we're responsible for like weekends yeah <laughs> i give back my weekends. yeah i mean there's no such thing as a weekend there's it's a like there's no such thing as a vacation i no. take work trips i take work trips i don't take vacations <laughs> you know but when you have the choice and to a certain extent if you're lucky i feel like there are some faculty members who can claim this and some who can't and i don't want to paint the experiences of all faculty with our experience as like this well, is for everyone. Yeah, like yeah. well-trained tenure track faculty members who are at a large institution, like or research intensive. Yeah, like yeah. there's a, and so there are a lot of supports and there are a lot of opportunities that come with that that people don't get. But when you sign up for this, part of what you're signing up for is that lack of balance because nobody that's been balanced doing it has shared their story. Like I don't, I don't know, know when you think about yeah, does. I don't so think even, it's possible. Even people you look up to, and I could drop. I mean, eventually we'll probably have them on the pod, so I won't name too many names, but like I've been very privileged privileged in my higher education career because I've been exposed to people who are the top of the game yeah. pretty much the entire way through. So ARA presidents and ASH presidents and you know, people who are senior Recognized scholars. Senior scholars, yeah. And I don't know one of them where I'm like I want your life. Yeah, I want to do it exactly <laughs> like you. Like mm yeah like i'll take this piece over here yeah and maybe a sprinkle of this over here but i don't is that like that. i'll take that book contract i'll take that <laughs> bread i'll take that research center but and i feel like that there because there are very few so i would say for me in terms of just role models i think the closest thing that i've seen to that in my career so far is ebony zamani gallagher mm. because she's just herself and she's real and she keeps doing things and she's happy and like there's no explore and again even that i'm not sure no because like, people you, did, yeah, like, like people don't yeah like people I feel like that's know. a whole other episode yeah that's a completely different episode yeah and i well, mean right. even so with us like, yeah, yeah so like like dr sharon freesbrit is who i i think of when i think balanced 
has a family, has a life, has an academic professional career in both spaces, right? In the administrative space and the faculty space. Um, but it's difficult, being a faculty member is difficult. Yes, it's a privilege, like it's a, there are lots of things that are great about it, but it's hard and it takes time and effort and work. You know, I was at- So the, well, well, let's spend some time there because I feel like that's the stuff that people don't hear. Oh, the yes. work that yeah, we but do, like, but hella work. <laughs> when you say it's hard, what does that mean? Because there's so many different ways, especially when you're a black scholar or a scholar of color, anybody that isn't from the dominant groups and doesn't have the dominant training in your space or in your discipline. And so in post-secondary education, anybody that's low-income, minoritized in any meaningful way, yeah. like across Identities. social address, yeah. has that because college and universities weren't made for you and they still are not, you know, that's what it is. And people can do whatever pretending they want to do by having mission statements that have words that they don't understand in them like diversity and inclusion or servant leader yeah but like i think that there's a difference between <laughs> that piece of it and saying this is somewhere that i want to be you know so like i know so, for me as a professor i feel called to the job yeah you know? like I, I i feel being a professor is more vocation for me than job or career like vocation is the appropriate word because i would be doing this anyway i would be if I wasn't a professor, I'd be a teacher. If I wasn't a teacher, I'd be a coach. I'd probably be doing all or, you know. Some version of this. Yeah, some version of this. I'd just be, because I, I think of my students as intellectual athletes. And like. That's cute. I, yeah, like I'm coaching Can we them. get jerseys? Yeah, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Branding, let's go. <laughs> um, but like the, the value of seeing somebody improve, the value of like being the support that you felt like you needed or even you know i'm lucky because i've had great role models like i had an amazing doctoral experience like strayhorn held us down absolutely shout you know? out to big homie yeah but like think of how few people have that yeah. and think of how like people in higher education and disciplines beyond one of the ways that they want to bond with you is like sharing their doctoral trauma like, oh, this like people is so wanna, awful. Yeah, like people, it's one of the like points of connection. Like, and I'm like, yo, like, didn't you hate your advisor? Like, nah, that was my nigga. Like, what, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like, he was the best. Yeah. I, and so I don't, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that part of the issue that we have is we don't have mentors and role models. We don't have role models that are like, yo, I've, I stayed balanced. I stayed with it. I, my marriage improved. My family well, was dope. Well, here's what I, so then my counter would be, is that part of the profession, right? So for example, I, I believe like lawyers have, like on average are more likely to be like alcoholics. Than who? Than professors? No. <laughs> <laughs> the average person, like if you are a lawyer, your likelihood of becoming an alcoholic increases. It comes with, right, the lifestyle. Network the dinners. Work, network dinners, right, late nights having to work all the time and so when you decompress it's a big thing um so that doesn't surprise me we know a trillion lawyers we'll have to get one of them right here to talk about it <laughs> and so when we think about being faculty i think the challenge or the difficulty is helping people to understand i don't just you know sit on the quad reading a book enjoying my latte you know for seven hours a day and teach an hour class like that's not my life i wish it sounds lovely i mean before coronavirus, people think of movies i mean before coronavirus like cats would be at itap like what working 
Yeah, but with no. a beer, uh, an adult beverage Hashtag and your Hamilton. laptop open. But think Hashtag about, nonstop. Yeah, but think about the, the leisureliness of that. Think about people who have to trudge to an office. Think about people who, even in the... No, because like, when we lived in New York, it wasn't like we didn't have a trudge. A two-hour one was at that. <laughs> it was terrible. Right? And so I think that part of the problem or part of the challenge is that in the same way lots of professions are popularized through media and stories when people think professors they think what movies and usually it's you know a dean who's getting outwitted by the protagonist or a professor who oh like you know they're, they're moving and they're having conversation and their students are gathered around them and you know looking up to up? them i feel like when you start to intersect it with gender men male professors have a really bad rap in movies I was thinking legally blonde. They're either dumb or they're sexist or they're womanizing their undergrads. Yeah. Or they're crazy in some way. Like the nutty professor, literally. Yeah, male professors just get a bad rap in movies. At least I they mean, are male professors. Like how about they're male what? Professors. <laughs> you're just gonna you're gonna no, no, Stugats me. That's yeah, what no, we're doing we're there. Keeping that in too. Shout out to Dan and Stugats. Um but you know, I think that's a, that's a problem in the fact that people just don't know what we do, right? So Mondays are a great example for me. I have fourteen hour days. I don't know. That's it. I'm like I can't count. You so soft, yeah. My professor so, homies right in, yeah. So Tell I was up at four thirty. Like, yeah, I be putting sixteen pieces in all the time. I was up at four thirty. I spent four thirty to nine prepping for my two classes: one undergraduate class and one graduate class. And then I had, didn't we have a faculty meeting? We had a departmental faculty meeting. We had our PhD accepting meeting. Or wait, you're talking that about That was Monday. it, Monday, right. Oh, so Monday. I have to go oh, look yeah. at my calendar. I'm on paternity like, leave. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh yeah, no. So, what meeting? I actually, I'm, I'm so glad that Lisa and our department chair are leaning on me to actually be on paternity leave. No, the, right, even that. Because, because it's beautiful to like. Folks on leave don't, they're still, we're still working. Um, I had my time wrong. I was course prepping from 4.30 until noon. Oh, and then one of my doctoral students is taking her comprehensive exams. So we had to finalize her questions, make sure she got them. So the back and forth with her committee. I taught, did more course prep. Yesterday was a writing day. I had two more student meetings. I'm a <laughs> sub for Dr. Williams on the faculty advisory council. And then I still had to write, like I had to get writing in. So that evening, I spent four hours writing, and then, oh wait, we have a PhD application, so I've got to read all those, because I don't want to show up to a meeting unprepared. So there was another two, three hours there. Between Monday and Tuesday, I've, I don't know, I've lost count of how many hours I've worked. But people non don't see stop. that, right, nonstop. Hashtag Hamilton. So people don't see that, right? They don't realize that I don't just show up to class and teach. <laughs> I spend hours preparing. Who just shows up to class and teaches? <laughs> Are you besmirching someone? There are some people who could do that. I'm I'm a type A person. I have a personality where I need things organized and really neat outlines. It's all mapped. It's talking about learning outcomes and how they intersect with the assignments. Like that's what I do. People don't know that, <laughs> right? They think, oh, you teach two classes, so you're just free to hang out the rest of the week. No, I have to write. <laughs> There's service, and that doesn't include my life outside of my job. So that much life. <laughs> I'm a parent, that I'm involved in um, Jack and Jill for the kids, that I'm involved with PTA for the kids, 
Um, and so there are all these other things. You act like that doesn't mean I'm also <laughs> involved in those things. We are involved in these things. Um, and so people don't recognize that faculty are always working. Like this is a nonstop position, this is a nonstop job. So getting back to sort of these cases where, you know, on top of thinking about research and, you know, what you research makes a difference and that there's some things that need to be protected. So we're doing all of this. And then on top of it, it's, hey, you're not doing enough. Faculty members are lazy. Tenure means a job forever. No, it doesn't. I wish people would stop saying that. So what would you have them update their perspective to? Oh, that's such a large question. Um, I think understanding that faculty, just like everybody else, have job responsibilities, that our jobs are not just showing up to class and teaching and then doing nothing else. And even if you are teaching faculty, that means you just teach more classes, which is significantly more work. So I think that one, this idea that like faculty are just hanging out on campus all day doing nothing. Do you nothing. like teaching? Do I like teaching? Y yes. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, here's, here's the thing. Pump freak. So you said this is your vocation. This, I, I will be, you know what, I'm going to be honest. This is not my vocation. In fact, when I went into my PhD program, um, shout out to my cohort mates, I was like, I have no desire to step foot in a classroom or be a faculty member. I am going to work in Washington, D.C. and be a lobbyist and work on policy, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, and that's just my, my practical-minded brain. So yes, I'm a faculty member now. Um, and I do. I do like to teach. I like working with students. Um, I enjoy like aha moments or like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Like that is enjoyable to me. Um, I also think it's the theater geek in me because I get to perform on a weekly basis. Mm, theater uh, geek. <laughs> so so yes, I, I like teaching. Uh, I think research is important as a service, right? It's how we make our institutions better because that's progress, right? Everything can be improved. Our institutions, our schools, our communities, our country, everything can be improved. So I think for faculty, what people don't get or don't understand is that right there there are some things that may need to be revised but everybody goes through a review process we all have annual reviews tenure review is a big deal especially now and so no one's just getting handed tenure in fact there are people who don't get tenure it's another episode yeah that's like voldemort <laughs> Just another episode. You're just saying crazy stuff in the <laughs> coronavirus. Well, it's, I mean, and it's hard, right? And people don't think about that. And so I think there's just a sense of frustration that one, people don't understand what faculty do. People don't understand what tenure is or how it works or how you even get it. Um, and want to attack it. I think in the Iowa situation, the, you know, that least or what I, I feel hopeful about is that their board is actually protecting their institutions and their faculty members. Um, and so the board and I was like, hey, hey, no, we're not, we're not here for this. We think this is a bad idea. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's frustrating. I think maybe we don't do a good job of advertising. Maybe we need to write a show <laughs> about faculty members. I, mean, I feel like this is a show about faculty members. <laughs> like for TV, for Netflix. I want a Netflix deal. No, nah, I can't. 
Nah, we sell a story that's. <laughs> yeah. Not so much. Uh, well, I, I, so so you are someone who, right? You said fa- being faculty is your vocation. Yeah, yeah, so what's yeah, your yeah, like? You can. Wait, what's the question? Well, I was thinking like your your take, right? Your perspective. This is your thing, right? Like your um, I your love it. Yeah, like I love it because there's just so much flexibility. I live my life to support. Like I realize that that's kind of the thing that feels best to me from a personality and like like my general approach to things is I'm much more motivated to be dope at something if I can be of service to somebody. And so I'm motivated, like the best version of me comes out when I'm working for something or for somebody. Um, and that applies to my students too. And so I get excited about teaching every time because that tiny smidge of progress that you see from class to class by the end of the semester it's so much more when you're working in research team and you got people reading and writing and talking about theory and asking you questions and you start to see the lights go on and you start learning as much from them as they're learning from you when you have conversations and like some of the conversations I look forward to the most over the course of the week are with my students Mm -hmm. and that to me is just such a privilege like it's it's just so nice to be in the type of position where the things that I'm most passionate about and the things that I'm I feel like I'm best at that I'm called to do like I get to do on a regular basis and I get to change people's like lives along the way like having a PhD changed our lives. Like when you finished yours, it changed our life. When I finished mine, it changed our life. You know, like the possibilities for us to be doing what we love and being like always connected to, not only in terms of practice, but like intellectually connected to things that you really think are important. So I think it's clear that you care right we both and i'll say we both care very deeply about being faculty members and doing our jobs well but an argument um and in iowa the case is well in the real world when you mess up you get fired so their assumption being that faculty members with tenure can't get fired i don't know who started this wild rumor i would like them to stop <laughs> Say more. Um, first of all, in higher education, if folks want to fire you, they will fire you. You're gone. It happens all the time. Now, usually those folks are also black and brown and are women. And that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. It's a whole other podcast. What? That's a whole other podcast. Intersectional. <laughs> identity but folks get fired regularly so like diversity so frustrating equity <laughs> what are those words what do they mean inclusion they sound so catchy yeah let's exactly. sprinkle them in my emails yeah, that's how they get written niggas be having them like niggas be like actual dictators and have that shit in their email signature be sidebar <laughs> would you rather would you rather an email with the word sprinkle 
or no email at all no email at all Ooh. pretend like it didn't happen yeah <laughs> that's what you do every day anyway not every day okay <laughs> when you have to <laughs> lift the veil for people like hey bad things are happening over here we should probably speak up about yeah, that like, yeah do you like this mm -mm. Also another podcast. People be false flagging in their signatures. <laughs> also G. another podcast. Um, this is what I'm about. <laughs> like if I was like fried chicken in my signature, you should never be surprised if you see if you me show fried chicken. chicken be. Okay. Like if I'm willing to put that in my signature. So and I love chicken. I don't know how we got here. And that's not in my signature. I don't know how we got here. Um, that's why I'm getting the kids for dinner tonight. I don't know how we got here, but because you're black. <laughs> um, right. Oh, so this idea that this idea that if you're a faculty member with tenure, you cannot be fired. Um, it's false. So in case anyone listening has questions, that is false. Um, if you, your institution wants to let you go, you will be let go. Um, we have very talented lawyers. You get paid a lot of money to handle that. So right with Iowa and these legislators saying, how does Iowa differ from Kansas for you? Well, so Iowa, the issue is, I think that it, the most important difference is the board, right? And whose side is the board on? And in Iowa, the board is doing their job. They're protecting the institution. You cannot be a public university in the United States of America and be the only state system with no tenure. You are basically saying, you know what? We don't want to be competitive with the rest of the country. I'm sorry. There's no real good way to say that. I don't. <laughs> we want all of our young people to flee as soon as they turn 18. We want to retain no one in our state and we are gonna build a wall. For our oh, wow. <laughs> nope, we're going to build it around the Iowa border and just be like, we're going to we're going to stay here. People might leave. No one's coming in. Wow. That's basically what you've done or what you're attempting to do. You feel pretty strongly about that. I feel like if you have no colleges and universities where faculty want to teach, would you go work there? Nah, son, if we tenure surveyed all of our faculty colleagues, particularly those of color, Y'all ain't see your point at me. <laughs> I pointed. Particularly those of color. How many of them are going to say, you know what? You know what? I would love to work in a state that already has a negative minority population and no tenure. Oh, my God. I can't wait to go. Negative. <laughs> you know what? That's not fair. That is not fair to Iowa. And I take it back. Are you going to go look it up? I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's why. This is why Google is amazing. Yeah. Um. Yo, so it, Iowa, that's a man, significant population. It's Asher, larger than Nebraska. Cut you from there? Maybe. Uh, so there are 3.15 million people in Iowa. Who is from Iowa? Marcus Pfizer. And of those people, 9% are black. All the homies I know left. 9% are black. Mm, that's a significant percentage. And now you want to say, hey, half of your faculty who have tenure here, we're going to get rid of that thing keeping you here. What chance do you have? How are you going to compete? Like, what, what are you saying about 
the value of higher education. What are you saying about the importance of research and academic freedom? Research or research? I'm not gonna answer that question. I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> what matters is that you are effectively, this is what shooting yourself in the foot looks like. Like we're seeing it happen in real life. And the board is trying to wrestle the gun away from the legislature and say, no, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do this. Don't shoot yourself. <laughs> don't I'm, do it. Yo, am I, I wrong? I know some Am very, I wrong? I know some very high level scholars of color that were previously located in Iowa who are no longer but Yes, this is true. Located in Iowa. So And I, here are the peer institutions. Uh University of California, Davis, University of Illinois, Urbana, Michigan, Michigan State University, I apologize. University of Minnesota. North Carolina State University, Ohio State University. The I'm Ohio sorry. State University. Oh, I know that was coming. <laughs> How dare you? Pennsylvania State University, Purdue University, Texas A&M University, and University of Wisconsin-Madison. I would rather live in any of those places than Iowa with no tenure. Because you bougie, son. First of all, I would rather, I, in fact, Champagne-Urbana is highly underrated. Bougie. I want to do like a commercial for Champagne. Bougie, Champagne. I would love to go back to it. Shamana, so I feel like that's not a good one. No, nah, only if all the homies were there. Uh, we'll just make new homies. Um, what's a state that oh, I wouldn't? Kim, you said you were that's not. That's not what I meant, and you know it. Y'all don't listen to him. Don't I love you, Janina. <laughs> uh, we have to make sure they listen. Wisconsin. I what's in? Oh, Madison. Okay, actually, Wisconsin's a cool state. Tech. My sister lives so, in, in fact, here's here's a here's an even better point. I would actually live in all of these states. I have no reason to want to live in Iowa. Yeah. But if I were being offered a tenure track position as a <laughs> faculty member, I could be enticed. <laughs> One of the few things you have to bring someone like me to your state. Market, You're like, you know what? Let the market decide. We're good. <laughs> we don't need it. Who needs universities? That's basically what Iowa is saying. I'm sorry, y'all. I just... Don't need it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So yes, like not only do you not understand what faculty do, you don't understand the value of a, of a university, of a flagship state institution, of a place where people go and spend lots of money on football. <laughs> Y'all didn't see that coming. And get a high quality education. And yes, and learn things. Wow. <laughs> Listen, we all know that there are many folks who are only there or only care about football. And that's okay because it supports the institution in the long run. So I'll take it. I will take it. I will take your alumni dollars to fund scholarships for my students. To each their own. Would you not take it? I feel like I'm already taking the man's money. <laughs> Someone do that. Every They're already trying to get paid rid of me. tenure. We, that's, underpaid yeah, that's, <laughs> which is to, that's why they, they try to keep us at the bottom of the salary do you chain. know what i i realized so here's here's another great part about being faculty our contract says 50 hours a week and i laughed so hard when i came across that and i was like who came up with this number you guffawed <laughs> i guffawed i did it was a guffaw and then i thought about it some more and it turned into a cackle <laughs> why cackle because i'm like 
This is so ridiculous. What faculty member have you ever followed around who works 50 hours a week? Michael, if the regular workday is a nine to five, and on average people work 40 hours a week, nine to five, 40 hours a week. So then you're telling me that, okay, maybe I work another five hours on Saturday and Sunday. How would I ever get my job done? Yo, there's a book about that. I suggest it for anybody and everybody. You work more than 50 hours a week, so get out of here. No, I know. The four disciplines of execution is real. But you work more than 50 hours a week is because my point. Because we get caught up in the whirlwind. Of our jobs? All and the, doing them well? All the important stuff is the not important stuff. That's how they keep you trapped, baby. What do you mean? Say more. The most important thing you can do when you're a tenure track faculty member is collect data and write for publication. What? Wait, hold on. But all the other things that you're expected to do to do your job well are not that. Are you saying that universities don't care about teaching? Because you said it's you said all the other stuff is unimportant. And so Damn. I just want to clarify. There are enough people who be just showing up. Let's be real. What, okay, so say more. Say more about this whole balance, right? They're so, not about like what their pedagogy sucks. Like they're not about this life. Okay. They don't care whether their students get it. They're just going to get up and profess. They're not going to connect. Oh. They're not going to engage. Okay. They're not going to make sure that students are having a great experience. And so if you care about that too, then you have to take time away from the high value thing that you really get judged on when it comes to tenure and promotion. Which is research. To do the Teaching thing and service. You, I mean, and if you think about it, it's weird. It's like, it's like social media. It's a dopamine hit. You get immediate feedback. Mm. You know, tenure and promotion, that's so far away. Like you it's have to do so many. Away. Yeah, but you have to do so many little things along the way. It's like a thousand cuts. Yeah. Whereas you get the dopamine hit of, of class well taught immediately. And you look forward to it. Like you want to get back you're like, oh man, that was great. That was so good. Yeah, like when you leave, you're like, yo, I need a drink, son. I just killed it. Yeah, I mean, I do so love... many, this is learning. Like... <laughs> My Monday class. Um, so I think it's also important that folks know, so in this same contract, most faculty typically get, um, what is ours, 40, 40, 20? Yeah. So 40% of your time should be spent doing research. 40% of your time should be spent teaching or preparing to teach. And 20% of your time should be spent on service. I, again, tried to put this, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna work 40, 40, 20, and I'm going to block hours of time on my calendar. I worked 40, 40, 40. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I work 100, 100, 100. Uh, like, it's yeah, right. really... Uh, you a one-upper. <laughs> Shout out to Emo. <laughs> Listen, you gotta be the best. But like, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> basically, shake and bake. Um, so if right, so if we're thinking about all of this negative conversation about faculty, our contracts say we're supposed to work fifty hours doing forty, forty, twenty. That's almost impossible. <laughs> it's almost impossible. I I have yet to see a faculty member, and maybe. Maybe this is a, a call. If you are a faculty member who has managed to actually split your time 40, 40, 20 in a work week, I would love to hear from you. And all the people who protected you. And the people who protected you. And especially, I also want to hear from folks who um, have small people or kids, right, as you're doing this, because I think that also is another layer to this. 
I remember back in grad school, I was like, yo, we used to just get up and like go right till midnight and then come home. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna drive to campus and go to the office and work. If I get hungry, I'll just run to Burger King and get myself a snack. And I'm gonna bang out this all nighter till 6 a.m. And that happened. And it's crazy, but I miss it. I miss being able to just write. Like my time was my own. Unbridled creativity. <laughs> it was just, uh, okay, also, this is like a, a sidebar for grad students listening. Your time is so valuable right now. And I, I feel so old. <laughs> you are old. Embrace it. I, I, and Cruella. It's like one of those things where like people, it's like, oh, you know, you tell pregnant women this and like, no, like seriously. Your time is so valuable and it may feel like you're crushed and you can't manage the readings and your assistantship and you're the president of your black grad student group and you're also the secretary of your um, sorority grad chapter and like there's a lot going on that's cool you I tell you right now you have time to get it all done enjoy it like enjoy reading those articles enjoy reading those books like scribble in the margins and write your thoughts out and have discussion till 2 a.m with your friends on a regular basis like i would say people talk about like high school or undergrad grad school you your time is literally spent just being like engaged like intellectual conversation with like people who are like you are you saying you feel <laughs> disengaged gas um there is far less community as a faculty member because you don't have shared negative experiences <laughs> like with your cohort you'd be in classes together you'd be like that mother is crazy you're right you're right yeah yeah like you have <laughs> we're gonna cut that part <laughs> cut, it. cut it cut it you need to cut it we should come back in there you need yeah, to cut, cut it, it. Um, that'll be our thing anytime something needs to get cut. cut it. And then they'll just wonder, what did they cut? Yeah. What Ooh. did they take? Um, <laughs> so all this to say, I think, I think the problem is that people don't know what faculty do. They don't understand our job. They don't understand our work. Um, and so it feels unfair, right? It feels like, oh, you get it, you know. Feels like they don't care about us. <laughs> You get a job for life doing nothing. And that, that's certainly not what we do. So I hope if nothing else, y'all learned something about what it means to be faculty, particularly tenure track faculty at a research institution, um, where you have to spend 100% of your time on 100% of the things in your contract. Um, so if that sounds like fun, holler at us. <laughs> it's amazing. So great. <laughs> it's like chicken <laughs> we did not bring back to chicken reliable um what delicious. Are we gonna, do we know what we're gonna talk about next time oh there's a million things to talk about okay you see the political and social climate <laughs> yeah it's a doozy thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time hear you next time you will hear us next time <laughs> cut it <laughs> cut it cut it